0: said that each story must have a beginning and a middle and an end. Now, there's times when I go to write a sermon, I'm quite sure of that great big chunk in the middle, well, hopefully not too big, but that, that little bit in the middle, but not too sure how to put Pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard that actually starts to get it coming out there, to start to write the sermon. And I sometimes wonder whether it was similar for those who were inspired by God to, to write the Gospels, who knew the story of Jesus, but just where do they start? What's the point that they start to tell the story? John, the writer of the fourth gospel, doesn't head as some might straight to Jesus' baptism in the Jordan. And he doesn't travel there through the town of Bethlehem either. He doesn't tell the story of the angel coming to Mary, or gave a genealogy back through Joseph that might draw in King David and point to the rightful king. John looks further back. He begins at the very beginning. We'll start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Might have been what he was thinking. Because he begins with the message. That at the beginning there was nothing. And God speaks causing light to come into the dark nothingness. And Christ is there. Now, scientists and theologians, even theologians who are scientists, can disagree on the details of how creation occurs and of its time scale. They do, however, tend to agree that before the universe there was nothing, there's not even time. And it's difficult to imagine that. What is before time? What is before the stars come into being? Our reading of John chapter 1, and which of course echoes the beginning in Genesis, reveals that there is a nothingness, but there's also a presence of God. God. God speaks and makes things happen. He creates, and such is the first day, light in darkness. Now, as for whether that word day is a day as we know it, or whether it's some other time period, whether it's metaphor, or whether it's in its literal sense, is something that people will argue. But to me, it's not the time scale. It's the order. It's how things happen that is the important thing to reflect on. As day gives way to day, we see a progression. And from nothingness and disorder, the planet... And life on the planet comes. From the disorder at Christ's hands and through the Holy Spirit, following the command of the Father, order comes. And this creation seems to be in some ways against nature. Things do not usually order themselves. If I had a bucket full of bricks and I ticked them out, they wouldn't come out in a nice stack. They'd be higglety-pigglety. If I were to empty out a bucket of water, it wouldn't stay bucket shaped, but flow and become disordered in a big puddle on the ground. Things tend to move towards disorder. If I went to the beach with my bucket and spade and made a sandcastle, that sandcastle would over time cease to exist. The wind would blow it. The tide would move it. Although, scientifically, perhaps the wind could build up a pile of sand, it's not going to make it into a castle shape. Things tend towards a disordered state. They disintegrate. And scientifically, this is called the second law of thermodynamics. Things move towards disorder. And the measure of that disorder is called entropy. It always moves that way. Things always lead to chaos unless there is an outside influence. The whole world tends to disorder. Indeed it might even seem socially that chaos comes into lives. And so we struggle To work out what is happening. Perhaps. As we turn on the news. And see the impact of a natural disaster. Like the earthquake in Nepal. And see. Tower and temple. Turn to dust. As we see. Lives lost. Lost. we simply think of the chaos that has come. When we hear of refugees fleeing but drowning in the Mediterranean, we see chaos coming in the world. It needs an outside influence to change things. When we know ourselves and our family and our friends that are suffering illness, it can feel that chaos is coming and disorder is coming into what were strong lives. When we are faced with these situations, We can pray to God for him to change it, for him to intercede, not just to turn the tide and stop the destruction, but to stop the rise of disorder and for him to rebuild hope and for him to rebuild lives. into this complex world where entropy increases and things continually seem to get worse. God the Father, who loves all people, sent the one through whom creation came. Into this world of sin, the one who was at the beginning Lived on earth. And as people encounter Jesus during a time of earthly ministry, we know that lives are changed. Lepers are healed, blind men see, the lame are able to walk, and Lazarus able to come out of the tomb where he had lain. Jairus's daughter is likewise raised from her deathbed. And there are many more people that see the chaos of their lives turned around. And not just through miracles. Did I just say just through miracles? Not just in miracles. But lives are changed, such as Zacchaeus the tax collector who after encountering Jesus is barely recognisable. He no longer thinks just of himself. He now thinks of others and he rights the wrongs that he has done. He commits himself to be a follower. And we, ourselves... Can be made new in Christ Jesus, just as those lives were. When we put our trust in Him and declare Him Lord of our life, we are made new. He took the punishment for our sins on the cross, dying in agony, and was put in a tomb. And you would expect somebody put in a tomb to stay there. And that their body would decay. And that the stone would not move that sealed it. But Jesus rose again and demonstrates the promise of new life for the believer is true. A new life that is there for us. In Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, he wrote If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. We must remember that creation is not something that only happened once when the stars came into space, but it is something that is happening to new people each and every day, thanks to the wonderful grace and the mercy of our Lord. He allows humanity from the fallen creation. To be recreated. We might look the same as before, but become changed as we are reconciled to God through Christ. Yet, creation at the beginning of time, and being a new creation in Christ is not the end of the story of the God who creates. We still have our passage from the prophet Isaiah to think of. This passage where the prophet brings the word is a word of hope that was given to God's people At the end of the exile, they are already people of hope. They already know that they are free from the captivity of Babylon, who had come and taken them prisoner. And they may already be on the journey home, or perhaps even have returned to Jerusalem. This is a passage of future hope to those who have hope. This is God's new creation and his intention for the future is a place where the sound of weeping and of crying will be heard no more. This is the creation that will come through Christ when he returns in glory. It should not simply be a day to be looked forward to, but an example of the future that we are called to seek. If it is God's intention to have a world where the hungry are fed, Where the thirsty are refreshed, where the weak are treated justly, then, as his people who see this need, we must do what we can to meet it. We have to engage fully in the world that has fallen so that the message of hope and recreation through Christ grows. And touches more and more people, so that that message touches them, not just that they hear it, but that they experience the love of God. And so as I come to the end of the sermon, the end is not a simple end. It's actually a beginning. It's a new beginning that we can look forward to and a new challenge for us each day. For we have a God that in Christ, through whom all things were created, and who in Christ we are recreated. We are called in Christ to seek change for the world. And we are to seek that change and that creation coming to other lives until the day when Christ comes again and all things are made. Amen.